This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Sochet. Episode 203 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Bluehost. The best web hosting for just $3.95 a month, Bluehost is the number one recommended web hosting service by WordPress.org. So head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the Bluehost picture for more information today. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to Manic Monday. And this is going to be such an exciting week because all week I am giving you the post-game wrap-up of the Insight Group's Customer Service Summit West that just happened June 7th and 8th on the West Coast for the first time ever in sunny San Diego. So I am breaking down all of the best information that I got straight to you from San Diego. Now I was on stage, I ran 12 sessions while I was there. Yes, 12. That's a lot of sessions. And I can't help it because every time they said, do you want to run this session? Or do you want to run that session? I said, Absolutely, I do because there were fantastic brands there and I got to ask any question I wanted to. Samsung was there, City was there, T Mobile was there, Wells Fargo was there. There were so many great brands who were there. There was great technology there. Converse Social was there, CX Social was there. A new thing that I hadn't heard of yet was there called Directly, and we'll talk about that later on in the week. Anyway, for now, I'm just going to tell you that this week is going to be incredible. All right, before we start talking about today's topic, I just have a few announcements for you as usual. First of all, I am headed to Dreamforce. What? Yeah, I know I just got back from San Diego, but found out that I am headed to Dreamforce, and that is happening this coming week. So if you're listening to this live on Monday, June the 11th, it's happening the 12th through the 14th of June in Chicago. So if you're going to be at Dreamforce 2, come say hi to me and let me know what you're working on and how it's going for you. And I'd love to catch up and understand what that looks like for you. As usual, you can catch up with me on Twitter at at or you can email me frankie at sociallysupportive.com. All right, so now let's get into today's inspiration. Today's inspiration comes to us from Brad Feld, who said, that's the problem with so many organizations around entrepreneurship. They drive by metrics that don't matter. And our book of the day is The Effortless Experience, Conquering the New Battleground for Customer Loyalty by Rick DeLisi and Matthew Dixon. All right, guys, what are we talking about today? So, I am bringing to you today the top three KPIs from Insight Group's Customer Service Summit West. So as I was moderating panels and asking questions after case studies and having fireside chats, 
I was really paying attention to overarching themes that I was getting from all of the wonderful brands who were there and all of the great thought leadership. And I'm bringing all of that back to you in a condensed format so that if you didn't attend the conference, you can get some very high level takeaways that you can action upon. And one of them are the top three KPIs, key performance indicators that I heard over and over again throughout all the different panels. You may be surprised, so I want to make sure that you get this information immediately. Normally, it takes a week or something after an event like this for me to get all of my thoughts together, but I spent the entire airplane ride home from San Diego getting all of this down for you so you could have it immediately. So let's dive right into it. First, I want to talk to you before we even get into the metrics, I want to talk to you about today's use case. So while I was at the conference, I said this, and I've said this on podcasts before, let's think about an old school use case. So if you think back to the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, when you wanted to contact a company, you either pulled the latest bill that you received from them in the mail to get their telephone number, or you pulled out the yellow pages. That's right, the yellow pages to find the toll-free number that you could contact this company at. And you went to the kitchen wall and you picked up a phone off of the kitchen wall and you either pushed buttons or you dialed the rotary. I'm not joking. This is really the use case that we had. And then the person was quite literally connected to that telephone, which was stuck on the wall, or maybe it was sitting on the coffee table, you know, next to the sofa. Whichever the case, you were literally stuck and tethered to that telephone from the time you said hello until the time you said goodbye. I remember that in high school, I was so excited because we had the longest curly telephone cord that hung on the phone in the kitchen wall. So you could take the phone from the kitchen and you could dial the phone and then walk all the way to the dining room to sit on the floor and have your telephone conversation. And to me, that was great because it was comfortable and it was sort of private. So this is what we are used to for old school use cases. And that's why average handle time was very important. You wanted to get people on the phone, fully resolve their problem and get them off the phone as soon as possible because they could pretty much do nothing else the entire time that they were on the phone with you. Now let's change gears and let's look at one of today's use cases. In today's use case, you might be sitting in front of your computer at work and you might be on a conference call where it's not your turn to speak yet, so you're on mute. I know that none of you do this, right? Nobody in the audience at the Insight Group Customer Service Summit did this, and I certainly don't do this. But let's pretend you're on your conference call and it's not your turn to speak and you're on mute and you need to find out about your cell phone. Maybe you want to Uh, activate that international plan before you go on that business trip to Thailand. So you're chatting with your telephone company, with your cell phone company online, and you're asking them to activate that international plan. But oops, now it's time for you to speak. So you stop chatting with the agent. And this is synchronous chat because you're online on the computer. So if you don't answer in a certain amount of time, what happens? That's right the agent who's on the chat with you asks if you're still there and then says, thank you for chatting. And then the history of your chat goes away and there's some survey for you to fill out. So you've lost that interaction, right? 
but then you want to go ahead and finish it, what it is that you're doing. So when you get off the conference call, maybe it's time for you to get to the train. And so you want to be able to text now and finish up what you were doing with that other agent. And then when you get done with the train, you're probably in your own car because you parked it at the train station. And now it would be more convenient for you to be talking to someone than to finish what you were doing by text. So do you see all of this? This is what we talk about. If you are truly omni-channel, which so few companies are, we all want to be, but so few companies are, if you are truly omni-channel, that interaction is completely seamless from start to finish because ideally your customer is able to move with you from one form of communication all the way to the other. What does all this tie back to? And I'm getting somewhere with this. This all ties back to customer effort, right? So I say this because that is the number one key performance indicator that I heard people talking about over and over again at this conference. And again, there were huge brands there. City was there. Samsung was there. T-Mobile was there. Wells Fargo was there. A lot of brands were there. And so These are the thought leaders in the social and digital customer care space who are really blazing a trail for us. So let's talk about this. So why is customer effort important? Why are we all buzzing about customer effort? Well, according to today's book of the day, customer effort more clearly indicates customer loyalty than delighting customers because customers just really want interactions with your company to be easy. So I invite you to read the book to fully understand what it is that the authors are saying about the research that they've completed. But the moral of the story, the gist of the story is the surprise and delight, all of that, what they found is that there was really no monetary difference, no real measurable difference between companies who were surprising and delighting versus companies that were just making sure that issues were resolved and things got fixed and that customers were saying they just wanted it to be easy. And doesn't that feel right? When you call a company, you just want it to be right. You just want your issue to be resolved. You want it to not be very hard. And how many times have you called a company and they've done something for you on the phone, resolved an issue, and you said, wow, that was easier than I thought. Those are very memorable experiences. And if it's not hard to do business with someone, then you come back and you do business with them again and again. So that's why it's important. Now, this concept of the effortless experience was also referred to in Joshua March's book, Message Me, which we've talked about before. And you can hear his thoughts on it directly on episode 45. This book was given out at this Insight Group Customer Service Summit West conference, and it is fantastic. I highly recommend it. So let's move on to how you're supposed to measure this. If you're thinking, that's great, that sounds good to me. I really think customer effort is important. I get that everybody's talking about it, and I'm totally on board. All the big companies are doing it. So if I want to measure it, how do I do that? What I heard folks saying at the conference is that they are using a single question sort of like you do with an NPS question in your surveys, they're inserting a single question asking, how easy was it for you to resolve your issue today? 
And then they're putting that on a one to five or a one to 10 scale, depending on what sort of scale you're using. And they're tying that back to, you know, lifetime of the customer. They're tying that back into the data that goes along with their surveys and watching the customer journey. And I'm hearing that there is a lot of benefit from this. So you might already be asking this question and you didn't even realize that what you're measuring is customer effort. Or you might not have thought about having this question in your surveys and maybe that you need to. So here's what you should look for. You should look for other things to change as well. If you are getting a lot of really good scores on how easy it was for customers to resolve your issue, then you should have increased customer satisfaction. You should have maybe decreased overall volume over time. Why do I say that? Here's why. Because if you're making it easy for customers to resolve their issues, truly easy, then they shouldn't have to contact you again. You should not have repeat posts. You should not have repeat patterns coming in. You know, a lot of people are looking at repeats within the first seven days, within 30 days. Seven days is usually what I hear. So if customers are having to contact you again because the first interaction wasn't easy, then you're going to have more volume. So if you're making it easy for customers to either self-serve or when you serve them, there should be fewer contacts coming into your center. And then you should also be able to realize an increase in your customer lifetime value because if customers are less likely to churn when they're having an easier experience with your company, then that means that they've got a longer lifetime with you. And you can also notice increased sales per transaction. Now, not all of you are selling over social customer care, but if you are and customers are having a very easy time interacting with you, then it's easier to introduce the appropriate products that customers would enjoy that they're not currently using or don't maybe currently know about and get that conversation started. If customers are already flustered and frustrated because they've had to put forth a lot of what they perceive to be effort, then they're not really in the mood to have a real deep discussion about spending more money with you. So those are some things that you should look for if you are truly reducing customer effort. Where are you supposed to find opportunities to reduce customer effort? Well, it goes back to journey mapping. And we're going to talk later in the week about how you should go about journey mapping with all of that AI and technology that you've now got wrapped in probably to your customer journey. We're going to talk about that later in the week, I think Thursday. So that's what you've got there for customer effort, measuring customer effort. I'm putting that in my top favorite KPIs. The second of three KPIs that I was in a lot of discussion about over the conference is initial response time. Now, you may have heard on the podcast where we've talked about how initial response time is critical in social customer care. We actually just talked about that on episode 198. Now, what I mean by initial response time is the amount of time that it takes to reply to the initial consumer post in a customer ticket or case, whichever you call it. Sometimes people refer to what I call initial response time. Sometimes it's referred to as time to first response. This is very important because when we roll back to that use case where people are on the go 
and you're texting somebody, let's talk about the example I use when you are trying to figure out how much it's going to cost you to get that extra bag on the airplane and you forgot to look it up and you've got one extra bag to check than they're used to. So you tweet and you say, hey, favorite airline, I've got an extra bag. How much is it going to be for me to get this checked, you know, so I can not have to carry it on the airplane? And they want you to come back if it's an easy question like that. Customers want you to come back automatically with the answer. But if you have a complicated question and you say, well, you know, I'm a silver customer and I've got this many sky miles and I've traveled this many times and, you know, whatever all these complicating factors are, then what they want to hear is, let me look into this. I'll be, re- I'll be back with you as soon as I can. They want to know that you've got it so that when they get in the cab and they're on their way to the airport, they know that you're going to get back with them in a reasonable amount of time, but you're not making them wait and hold their breath to see if you're even going to respond at all. So that's why initial response time is very critical. Customers are on the go. They expect you to respond very quickly to their first inquiry, solve immediately, like I said, when you can, and provide an ETA when you can't. But then just leave the customer alone until you solve the problem. And once you've solved it, provide that notice when you're done. So how do you measure initial response time? Got to have tickets. You've got to have some technology for your social customer care. And now, you know, now that you can do messenger customer chat, digital customer care, you've got to have a tool that will measure tickets from hey, I have a problem too, thanks for helping me out, rather than only measuring posts that individually come in. That way, you can understand which is the first interaction in the ticket. So this is a little bit fancier technology than some of you may have already, but it's highly valuable, highly worth looking into making sure that you've got a tool that will create tickets for you. Now, If you're able to get this initial response time into what you're looking for, which I'll tell you that there are companies that are out there doing a great job responding within five minutes, sub five minute response times. A lot of the brands that I mentioned are able to do that. Alaska Air was there. They do that consistently. T-Mobile was there. And we talked about third quarter 2017 socially devoted results and how T-Mobile was one of the only companies listed in those top socially devoted results that was doing just consistently, you know, under 10 minute response times, they really know what they're doing. So these are the kind of things that can increase your customer satisfaction. That's what you need to be looking for in other measures to see what's happening if I'm able to do this initial response time, increased customer satisfaction, decreased overall volume, because If you're responding very quickly, they're not going to try first to direct message you. And then when you don't respond for a long time, publicly message you because they think that they'll get a faster response. And then other people around them start to do what I call the pile on phenomenon. And so then you have a whole lot of extra volume you're creating for yourself versus if you would have been able to respond first quickly. So Those are the types of things you can look for, and that's two of three initial response time. The third of three key performance indicators that was talked about a lot at the conference is first ticket resolution. Now, 
This basically equates to FCR, to your first call resolution. However, we're measuring asynchronous tickets and not calls. So the distinction here is if you are on a telephone call and you are measuring first call resolution, you're doing this because from hello to goodbye, you want to make sure the entire issue is resolved within that one phone call. But remember the use case that I was referring you back to says customers are on the go and they want to reach out to you. They want you to resolve immediately if it's a simple issue, but if it's complicated, they just want you to say, I've got this, I'll handle this for you. Here's your estimated time of completion. And then they want you to go away and fix it and don't bother them again until you've got it taken care of within your estimated time window. So when we're talking about first ticket resolution, we're talking about making sure that within that first transaction that things are completed. Now, the reason that we want to make sure that we're measuring in this way is because when you are doing asynchronous communications, so messenger customer chat, not linear chat, when you are in social contexts, there's no, oops, I stepped away from the computer from my synchronous chat, so the agent's going to end the chat. It just keeps going on and on. So it could be days before the issue is resolved because what if the customer, and I did this, what if the customer tweets something and then you know goes out of town and they can't get back to you? Maybe they're at a conference and they can't get back to you. So two days goes by, but then when they come back to this asynchronous communication, then the whole issue is exactly where it was and you pick up right where you had left off. So this is why you're your overall handle time concept from the old call center world doesn't really come into play anymore. You do want to know how much effort your agents are expounding while they're working on the ticket, but you don't need to know if it was, you know, three days because the customer had other things to do. So that's why first ticket resolution. It's important still because time is valuable to customers and time is valuable to your company. And customers perceive higher effort when they have to contact you back, and rightfully so. So you don't want to have the customer think the issue is resolved, they they go away, they figure out it's not really resolved, and then come back. That would not be first contact or first ticket resolution. So how do you measure it? Well, by tickets. So your tool would have to track entire cases or tickets, whichever you call it. And then the tool must understand which is the first interaction in that ticket. So when you've got those two things, then you're able to measure confidently first ticket resolution. Otherwise, you really have to have analysts get in there and roll up their sleeves and try to parse all that out manually with data. And that is very time consuming. So what should you look for in a result after you've achieved first ticket resolution? Again, you should have customers who are more satisfied because they perceive that they are giving forth less effort than they've had to in the past or with other companies. You should have decreased overall volume because clearly they're not having to contact you back either in the same channel or a different channel because you fully resolved their issue in the first channel. Today's episode was brought to you by craftbeerclub.com. Good people drink good beer. Get the finest craft beers from America's best microbreweries delivered right to your door. 
Just head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the picture for craftbeerclub.com for more information today. All right, guys, there you have it. Those are the three key performance indicators that there was a lot of buzz around at the conference from the top brands that are delivering exceptional digital and social media customer service. Make sure that you tune in tomorrow where we will be talking about interesting tech that was available there at the Insight Group's Customer Service Summit West. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time.